people see advertising as an expense and not as an investment. And so again, like you said, like aligning with those people and being on the same page. I mean, that's really something that I feel the networking piece hones in on is you get to know me and you get to see like why I do what I do. And then also like understand the why of it. And then, you know, it's, it's easier to say, Hey, yeah, I can invest $5,000 a month because I understand like the strategy behind it and the return on investment that's there. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Hustle on Purpose. We have a very special guest with us today, Brittany Rush. Brittany, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I'm excited to have you here. We only met recently. We actually met, uh, we have a mutual friend, James Alley, who's been yeah. on the podcast. Very recently. And yeah. I was at Guillermo's and um, that, and you walked in, you were busy hustling. You're busy out there, you know, just getting things done. I think you yeah. were there picking up a gift basket from him for uh, for your ArtCast event. I totally hated to interrupt y'all's conversation. No, it was That's great. why I was, you're like, I think she's trying to talk to you. And I'm like, no, it's fine. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt. I'm just, it's, I'm just dropping a flyer. Chat's cool. He's well, awesome. And uh, y'all's, great. y'all's episode was cool. And I didn't know that y'all knew each other like from school. Yeah. So that was awesome. Back in the day. Yeah. 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 It's, and y'all uh, are both younger than me. So I feel like, oh, I'm not much though. But. Yeah. Little Rock's, uh, Little Rock's kind of the best of both worlds. It's a small, small town. Um, yeah. But it, it, by Arkansas standards, it's a big city. <laughs> yeah. And I always have to tell people, I'm like, okay, no, I'm actually from North Little Rock. because right. Dogtown. But yes. People normally, they're like, oh, Little Rock. And if you say North Little Rock, they're like, wait, is that like West Little Rock? I'm like, yeah, but we're actually North Little Rock. Like it's a real city. It's right. Not, yeah. It's its own thing. <laughs> it is confusing. It's uh, But it's not that far. Right. To people that aren't from here, they don't understand North Little Rock's actually a separate city. And, and I've lived there all my life. Really? 35 years on October 15th. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's almost your birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy early birthday. I don't know when this will air, but I wore the Halloween earrings just Perfect. in case it was closer into October. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a few weeks. But, Love it. Um, so anyways, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, how you got here, all of that. Any background you want to share? So, um, yeah, like I said, I've lived in North Little Rock all my life and I grew up with a single mom. Um, she and my dad divorced when I was like three and she put me through school at a private school. Mm. Um, I went to Mount and then after that I went to, I'll always call it UALR, UA Little Rock, if you will. Um, the Trojans. Uh huh. That's right. I graduated from the school of business over there. Okay. Um, pretty, pretty cool. Fun fact about myself. If you walk in the business building, um, they have this plaque and it's got like all these names of like outstanding students across the years. And yeah. I'm on there for 2011. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So outstanding marketing student 2011. I was pretty excited about that. That's a big deal. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. You're immortalized. I, I will never, I'll never leave the building. Right. Yeah. I mean, at least with my name. And it gives them um, a great opportunity to, uh, you know, ask you for money every year. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so there's actually a cool story there. Um, so I graduated from Euler in 2011. Um, fast forward 12 years. I actually went back and talked to the ASBTDC. I had a friend that worked there. What is, um, what is that? 
ASB TDC. So the Arkansas Small Business and Technology Development Center. Okay. It's out of Euler, um, but they have it across all of the U of A systems. Cool. And yeah, they help small businesses get off the ground, you know, deal with their marketing plan, give them market research, kind of find that target client. Yeah. Um, so it's really, it's really awesome. That's and one of the many resources I never knew was available. And Surprise. it's one of those things I look back on like, man, something like that would have probably helped me a lot. Yeah. You know, and it's one of those things that it's not as well promoted outside of the school, I think, and in the community. And so I um, was really excited because I found out that there was a guy there that was doing a podcast workshop. And so we connected. Yeah. Um, but reverse graduated from there. I got my degree in marketing. Um, and then my first year out of school, I worked for the Better Business Bureau for a year, did some inside sales, if you will. Um, and then I was at the Yellow Pages for six years. I was in sales oh, wow. there for four from okay. 2012 to 2016. And then 2016 to 2018, I was a digital sales manager. What does that mean? Um, digital sales manager. So I had a team that worked with me um, and they directly worked with new business going out and finding people that wanted to advertise online. Um, So that really kind of catapulted my advertising interest um, and helping local businesses. What I look back now on and see, though, is the value of being somewhere like where I was prior to um, partnering in American Business Engine. I went from having like a hundred clients that I served every quarter at the mm-hmm. yellow pages to starting at THB 11 and I had round about like 20. And so I was in the advertising department there from 2018 until January of last year. And you don't really realize like the non-transactional side of marketing, I think until you have that smaller group of clientele so you can build those relationships. Makes so, a lot of sense. Yeah, and I went from like turn burning, you know, all of the people, and then they'd been pre-programmed to like wait. Okay, well I know the Little Rock phone book comes out in February, so right. call me in November or December, and right. never again. Yeah, and obviously the yellow pages is like the size of my pinky nail, so right, it's sad, but yeah, um, yeah. So all kinds of marketing experience. Um, and like I said, I was at THV 11 until January of last year and went through about six months of really just like, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? Mm-hmm. Um, do I want to get out of this industry? You know, cause it was not, not the beginning of the pandemic. Cause I was at THV then. And I'm going to tell you what I learned very quickly that I'm a in-person kind of person, mm. like the, shut it down, don't go talk to clients in person, everything's over the phone or everything, you know, through Zoom. I mean, and you want to talk about, like, that was a very interesting time to overcome that restriction and just, you know, still be able to build those relationships. Um, And then obviously once the literal restrictions kind of, came down a little bit, then it was like, okay, I want to get back out there and let's sit down and let's go over your stuff because it's so easy to blow somebody off over the phone or through Zoom, you know? I think a lot of people just realized, you know, it's not, that, that is a very new phenomenon for humankind. You know, for the longest time we have, we are social creatures. Mm -hmm. We, 
communicate and rely on each other so much interpersonally, you remove some of that. Even people that really consider themselves like hardcore introverts, you start spending enough time alone and you realize like, yeah, like go talk to somebody. I have mm-hmm. to be around someone. This yeah. is getting weird. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's, yeah, it was, it was different. Um, but now, you know, I look back on that and it's like, okay, it really gave me an opportunity to grow from that and see the value of those connections. And mm-hmm. even like the networking that I do now, it's just really, um, it's that much more meaningful. The most common question I get asked is GT, how do I get started in real estate investing? And my go-to answer is to go talk to Robbie Cole at Benchmark Home Loans. Robbie will help you figure out the best loan option for you in your current situation and help you with long-term planning as well. He gives out free advice seven days a week and he would love to help you. So if you're one of the people that's been afraid to start that conversation, I encourage you to stop right now and call 501-777-9995 so that you can start your investing journey or take it to the next level. Once again, that's Robbie Cole at Benchmark Home Loans, 501-777-9995. So yeah, now I'm the chief operating officer over at American Business Engine. Awesome. And we have... um, Which is a marketing agency. mm, It is a marketing agency. We're small but mighty. Yeah. So um, Ty King is my business partner, and he started the agency several years back and reached out to me when he heard that I wasn't at THV 11 anymore. Um, I had actually accepted, um, well, not on paper, but had a meeting with a marketing agency in town. And I was like, hey, you know... I've got this trip planned. I'm going to go to Mexico in May and I'll be ready to go when I get back. I was going to be a, a project manager and got back and was just like crickets. Mm. And I thought, okay, it's been like phone tag trying to get back in touch with these people. Yikes. And then I get back and I'm like, okay, this is weird. Yeah. And so my like experience from, I think really my experience from going to Mount St. Mary was just that helped me even more be out of that box and just, I'm going to do something and I'm not going to like have a lot of reservations about it. Yeah. And so, How so, so, you, so Mount St. Mary's for those that don't know is an all girls Catholic school. Is an school. all girls Catholic school. So yes, thank you for that. I think that like that really just kind of escalated like my not having a fear of talking to people. Like I've always felt like mm. I was very extroverted anyway. Um, but you know, I feel like as, as a younger girl like when you're in high school it's oh well I want to make sure you know that I look cute and I'm dressed well and I got all my makeup on and everything and I right. you know I don't want to say anything out of turn in front of the boys maybe they'll you know uh that perception I, I don't know I yeah. just between my mom raising me to be very independent right. and then going to school where I didn't have to worry about you know impressing anybody and just yeah. say what I think I mean obviously you got to have the filter but um you know and so now I just I love the networking side of things and yeah, it's just, yeah, it's way different. Yeah. And you're, uh, yeah, I can, I can see that in you, you know, that you, uh, you like talking to people, getting those personal connections. And, um, I think in your industry, it's important. It probably makes you really good at your job. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
Very important. And, you know, that's one of the things that I feel like brings value to people that partner with us at American Business Engine because, I mean, we have so many connections that we've made over the last five years between Ty and myself. Yeah. Um, we met each other basically when he started things out um, June of 2018, I guess. And yeah. so, yeah, it was just... It's, it's crazy that there's so many awesome people that are out there and, you know, you think about everybody's life, you know, like what's your story. And so like the fact that when we partnered in July of last year and he was planning our cast, I was like, Hey, you know, I've never done much with podcasting. I've never listened really to any yeah. religiously. And so I'm like, Okay, so I went in and was the event coordinator and really helped with the marketing and putting the flyers out like you saw me doing their Guillermo's that yeah, day. Yeah, um, so yeah, year two, we went from one day last year to a whole week here in Central Arkansas this yeah. year, several days up in Northwest Arkansas. It was, it's awesome. So between the connections and the relationships that have been built and just the vision you know, I feel like there's, yeah, that that's a big piece of it is the networking. So that's what we can, you know, bring and differentiate ourselves is those connections. Yeah. As, as somebody who's done all sorts of, you know, various things, it was one of the things that made that like drew me to want to talk to you more because whether it's trying to throw a podcast event or like a week's worth of like podcasting workshops and events, it's just the more of types of things like that that I've done, I've just, I've grown to appreciate the effort that goes into those things. Um, sure. So when I see something like that, I'm like, I want to help in any way that I can, even if it's just like buying a ticket or two tickets for Aaron and I. Um, Which was awesome. Thank you. Well, it's thank just, you, Aaron. It was nice to have you. Well, it's, it's, uh, I do a lot of, I feel like asking people for support and like in return, it's like, I want to give support when I see people that I know they're doing things that just, that takes a lot of effort and it's not promised that there's going to be any kind of, um, you know, you're throwing this event, you're putting the, yourself out there or you're creating a podcast and you're going to film it and it's going to go on the internet and you don't know if anybody's going to watch or listen. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of those thoughts of, I, I know there are other ways I could be spending that those hours mm -hmm. that will return money to my bank account, but I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to, uh, you know, help with this nonprofit that supports Arkansas podcasters. I'm going to, you know, do whatever the thing is. Um, it takes, not everybody's willing to do things that aren't promised a immediate return or immediate gratification. Sure. And so I think when I see people doing those things, I'm like, yes. Like, even if it's just in a small way, like I want to support them, help them be a part of it, whatever, because, um, I just admire that a lot. And I, I try to do stuff like that. It's like, even if I don't, I, I can't see a, let's call it a clear path to profitability, mm -hmm. um, which is great. And you want to have that. But some of the stuff is like, I, I just believe in this thing, whether it's, you know, uh, the Arkansas podcast collaborative and, uh, supporting 
local podcasters and all that, which I think is great. Yeah. Um, I, I, even if it's, I've got too much on my plate to like be super involved, but I can go, I can go to the event and I, I'll get something out of it, which yeah. I did. The event was great. Um, anyways, it's, it's a long winded form of saying just like, I like talking to people that are just doing that next right thing that are just like, Hey, I don't know where this goes. I just like believe in it and I'm going to put in this work and try, try my best to make it successful and see where it goes. So kudos to you. Thank you. Thanks. And I, from listening to some of the episodes that you've, that you've hosted, I definitely feel that vibe from you. And yeah. so I can appreciate that you can appreciate it because I have that same appreciation for people, like I'm saying, in my network, right? So um, we do a lot of volunteer stuff. So mm-hmm. we're members of the chamber in North Little Rock. Um, I actually chair one of the leads groups over there. We have a power hour leads group. We've actually grown since February from like maybe five people yeah. to, we have like 25 members now. Awesome. Um, so yeah, that's cool to see like every two weeks, people, right. our members coming back, bringing in new people, um, getting to meet new people, figure out what they do, what mm-hmm. makes them stand out, what sets them apart. Yeah. Um, several of our clients are nonprofits. Yeah. So we've got, um, I don't know if you've heard the name Fitz Hill. So Sounds he familiar. coached at Arkansas. Okay. And then, um, football. Mm-hmm. Okay. Several years ago. Okay. Um, but he actually started a nonprofit recently called first and 45. So it's the mission of it is amazing. So if you can get, um, an African-American man to age 45, the chances of him becoming a grandfather increase exponentially. Um, the number one cause of death from young black men under the age of 12 is mm-hmm. homicide. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. And there's so much research that he has done and just what I see behind his vision and the mission to really get them back on track. He's He's got this awesome mission where he's got mentors and he's got, you know, a support group for mothers of black sons who've lost their son. And he's got yeah. this like... No, I mean, it's a dream, but I mean, I know he's going to attain it. Like, I helped build his website. I met him um, at a leadership and faith luncheon that he hosts. Um, he, they take like a little break during the summer and when school resumes. But mm-hmm. um, Christina Munoz, who was one of our speakers at our podcasting for business workshop. Yeah. Uh, excuse news, me, our interview person. tips workshop. We had an interview for a pros workshop. Um, but yeah, met Christina. I had worked with her when I was at THV 11. Um, she was helping one of my clients. And so as an agency, um, had connections with her and I was like, you know, I never got to meet her in person when we were working together. So it worked out that I was able to go, yeah. um, chat with her and I was getting ready to leave and Fitz was sitting there having his lunch and I went up and introduced myself and told him how much, you know, I really enjoyed it. I was going to come back and he's like, Hey, okay. So what do you do? And I handed him my business card and he's like, Oh, you do. Y'all do website design? I was sure like, yeah, do. Absolutely. Yeah. Like at that time, I was I was green. Okay. Like huh. Ty, tons of experience in the websites, the SEO and all that stuff. Right. Um, I was like, yeah, absolutely. For sure. And you know, like I I'm very transparent, maybe even to a fault sometimes. Um, but I told him, I'm like, look, 
we're going to make this happen. And I'm super blessed to have this opportunity Yeah, and extremely grateful. And so, yeah, he's, he's going to do great things. What's the website? Um, first and 45.com. So it's one S T and spelled out 45.com. The number 45 or spelled yep. out 45. Okay. Yep. One S T A N D four. I have to go check com. it out. Cause as a, as a coach, I can't imagine, you know, I have played sports before and, um, coaches, especially to young boys and young men become very much like a father figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have no doubt that through his experience as a football coach and, um, Man, I saw a stat. It's worth saying because it kind of ties into what you're talking about. You know uh, what percentage of children were born to single moms in 1960 in the U.S.? Oh, it's super low. 4%. Yeah. You know what the number is today? Yeah, it's like over 50, I think. Uh, It's 40. 40%. 40% of kids in the U.S. right now are born to single moms as opposed to 4% 60 years ago. Yeah. It's like that's going to have a drastic effect on a lot of young kids. Finding affordable quality property and casualty insurance can be a pain, but Litterog based JTS has the protection real estate and property owners need from liability and property coverage to plans for loss of rent, renovation projects, and more. Just give Matt Barger a call at 501-231-1611. He even has markets for short-term rentals like Airbnb, as well as vacant, owner-financed, and rent-to-own properties. Call Matt today at 501-231-1611 or email him at matt at jtsfs.com. It absolutely is. And like that's a conversation that we had, uh, I think it was last week, actually. We were talking about the fact that, you know, these single moms that are already in a... um, less fortunate, you know, monetarily, like family Mm -hmm. structure that they're born into, you know, the chances of, you know, them ending up having ended up in foster care, and then the chance of their child ending up in foster care. Mm -hmm. And then historically, and the research that he's done shows, if you've been in foster care, you have like a 70 or 80%, don't quote me on that, but it's a very high chance of going to prison. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many statistics. Like, he actually writes a monthly newsletter. And so, everything that he does is based around that 45. So, the newsletter subscription monthly is $3.75. You can pay 45 annually. But yeah. then he's doing also like sponsors, like That's awesome. donations. And you can and stuff find that and on the website. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's all there. Um, the, um, yeah, one of the stats that blows my mind on that is like, if you, uh, if both of your biological parents stay together until you graduate high school, so both biological parents raise you in the home mm-hmm. and you graduate from high school, uh, 98% chance you will not end up in poverty. Like, really? so virtually guaranteed in that wild. And yeah. And that's like 98% chance to- you won't end up in poverty. I was like, that's crazy. And I mean, how often does that happen? So like I'm, I'm married. I have three small children Mm -hmm. and I've told my wife, it's like, 
you know, we stress out about a lot of parenting decisions. Parenting's hard. I heard another quote that I love. It's like parenting's only hard for good parents. Yeah, I don't I don't have any, so I'm going to take your word for it. Um I it's and I can hard. imagine. Yeah, I can only hard. imagine. It's like having a it's like having a a young business, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it takes a lot of your attention and nurturing and every decision you make feels heavy and important and it is and but I've told my wife it's like as much as we stress out about how exactly, you know, the nuances of disciplining our children and whatever. And I'm like, we can somewhat rest easy knowing that the most important thing we can do for our kids is try to keep our marriage together, you know, take care of each other and And take them to church. Yeah. And take them to church, which we do. I mean, that's a big piece of his thing too. It's like having that religious focus and Mm -hmm. having that mentor. So, I mean, that's totally like, and yeah, you know, a lot of people don't have that. Unfortunately, like that's just not, yeah. you know, having both parents and until, you know, you graduate yeah. high school. If you graduate, like you said, you know, like. Yeah. And then you have the pressure of, oh, am I supposed to go to college? Like, is this the thing that I'm supposed to do? Like, no, not for everybody. Yeah. And that's like the beauty of meeting all these people. Yeah. Is everybody has a different story. You right. know, and it's like, hey, maybe you got your GED and you started your own business and you're super successful. Maybe yeah. you spent 20 years in, you know, corporate business and then you decided, yeah, I'm going to step out and just be an entrepreneur and start this. And, you yeah. know, there's no you gotta have that faith though, right like or said. wrong way necessarily. Um, but, yeah, I just I try to just encourage people to find their way. Mm-hmm. Don't just settle for a life you're not happy with. This isn't yeah. a trial run. If you're not happy with what you're doing, I'm not, you know, telling everybody to go quit their job that they hate, but it's like, no. start working on a plan, mm-hmm. you know, like have a, you can, so many of the things, especially with starting a small business, take time. Yeah. And, you know, you've got three, eight hour workdays in one 24 hour period. Like you probably need to sleep for one of those, mm-hmm. but like if you work a, you know, a nine to five with a lunch break, there's a whole nother, you know, you can sleep eight hours and have like a, almost a whole nother work day in there. Yeah. And like, not to just be part of the grind yourself to death mentality, but like, that's what it takes sometimes. Like start that, start that business on the side while you have your career paying you. Yeah. Um, cause it leaving a salary position to start your business is really hard and it's risky, but if you've already put in a lot of that work and if you can make that business start like making a little bit of money, you give yourself a safety net to leave that job that you hate or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I totally, okay. So here's another little tidbit about me. So I'm a, I have a couple side hustles, yeah. right? And they're not nearly as developed as I would have liked. And I totally should have done what you're talking about and like (laughs) started them when I was still like at THV and like really, you know, pushed hard on it. Um, But it was during that time, you know, where it was a grind and it was, I mean, like I totally had that, that work until 10 o'clock, you know, when I was the yellow pages even, because it was like, there's so many contracts you have to fill, but um, I'm a, independent uh, beauty consultant for Mary Kay. Okay. And so I tell people and they're like, wait, Mary Kay's still around. And I'm you like, gotta get yeah. that pink Cadillac. I, you know, like I, I'm, I'm one of those people. It's like money is not always my driving force. So yeah. it's like, you know, the pink Cadillac maybe, but 
Yeah. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. It'd be cool. I could yeah. just go buy a Cadillac, I guess, and get it wrapped. Get but, it painted pink or whatever. But, you know, it's yeah. like, it, again, it presented opportunities. While monetarily it hasn't escalated leaps and bounds like I would like. Yeah. But I've met people, and those, those ladies have been very impactful in my life. Mm-hmm. And even if we see each other, like, once a month for a meeting at my director's house, then yeah. it's still like, hey, we haven't seen you in a couple months. We really missed you. And that's like genuine, you know, yeah. like, and I don't know. I just, all the experiences, you yeah. know, that have led up to this point, um, like January of last year, I legitimately like had no idea what I was going to do. Like I enjoyed what I was doing, mm-hmm. but working for a corporation that <clears throat> obviously everybody's numbers driven, but yeah. it's like, we're in a pandemic. And one of my biggest things about marketing is I don't, I I look at this like this, we're partners. This is not a transaction. Like I'm going to advise you as if you and I were literally in business together, because even though I don't work for you, like I do work for you. But their success is your success. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, just making sure that you understand like what it's going to take to get to where you need to be, like, I want to be clear with you. I want to be your consultant. And it might not always turn into, you know, a new customer, but. Well, partnerships have to have aligned interests, I think is the most important thing. And when you're doing something like marketing, um, there's a dark side of it, I'm sure, where it's just like, I I think of like you were alluding to with the white pages where it's just, it's very transactional. Do you want your number in the white pages or not? I'll take your annual money and like call you again next year. Right. Yeah. And like that just gets kind of for somebody like you that really desires those personal connections, mm-hmm. that transactional side of that business is just kind of not going to be fulfilling to you. Right. Yeah. And um, so like at THV, like I said, it's like, okay, I had a smaller amount of clients and so you could develop those relationships. Right. And I even have one that actually she's a client again, you yeah, know, like you poached her. I, I'm going to tell you, like she stopped advertising on THV, you know, and yeah. I, I you talked to her non-compete and just shredded yeah. it. You know what? No, like this was literally <laughs> like a month ago that she's like, Hey, let's do this. Right. Um, but it was really cool because she was a sponsor last year for, um, the podcast festival for our cast. Yeah. And she was again this year. Cool. And like the huge success of it is that, so it's Kiko's country RV. Okay. Um, she had somebody come out with a table and they brought a silent auction item. And then the guy that won it, wanted to trade out his t-shirt for a different size. So they go to the lot and they go start looking and they ended up buying an RV. Nice. You know? So, I mean, what went from like, yeah, I, I don't know. And so that whole journey from that and just being like, I really enjoy what I do, but do I want to stay in this? Do I want to do it for myself? Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, this is great. I had that opportunity to be a project manager. When that fell through with that agency, I was like, look, if I don't get to work in an agency and learn how it really goes behind the scenes, like I'm going to partner and take this opportunity to do this, take the knowledge that I already have, and then push that over combined with the knowledge that my business partner has. And, you know, there's always new things to learn, but I mean, it's been amazing. Like taking that leap of faith and actually going from the Mm -hmm. constant reliable grind to 
hey, I don't have to sell this specific product because I have a budget of however many thousands of dollars, you know, for television when it's in a recession and a pandemic and people are like, oh, I just want to keep my doors open and pay my employees. Right. And people see advertising as an expense and not as an investment. And so, again, like you said, like aligning with those people and being on the same page. I mean, that's really something that I feel the networking piece hones in on is you get to know me and you get to see like why I do what I do. And then also like understand the why of it. And then, you know, it's, it's easier to say, Hey, yeah, I can invest $5,000 a month because I understand like the strategy behind it and the return on investment that's there. Right. And we're starting at this level because this is what you need to do. You know, we're not just going to throw money at the wall and just be like, oh, well, because that's that was like one of my biggest objections at THV is people are like, oh, I tried TV and it didn't work. And I'm like, OK, I can appreciate that. You're right. totally not alone. But can it works we... for a lot of people. Exactly. And it's worked for a lot of people for a long time. Exactly. And so it's like, hey, if we can sit down right. and really just like get to know each other. And you show me like what you did mm -hmm. so I can consult with you. And hey, you know, if you really had a bad experience, like why, why did you? Was it your budget? Was it your message? Was it your frequency of your, you know, like mm -hmm. there's so many things. And I've learned, you know, over these last 12 years that it's not all about just going in and selling something to somebody because finding new customers is so much harder, especially right now. And I don't want to have to go through that, you know? I don't want to have to go through the churn and replacing and, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's there's it's way more fulfilling when you have those personal connections and you're actually able to see, hey, I'm helping this person grow their business, support their family, whatever. Yeah. Um, and in turn, it helps you and it's it's a win-win, right? Yeah. Um, a common thread in kind of your story. And it's, it's common across a lot of the people that I have on the podcast. And I talk about it a lot. It's like, uh, cause I want people that listen to have this as a takeaway. It's those, I, I call them low risk foundational educational steps. You know, like Mary Kay, for instance, for you is like, well, Mary Kay is something I could get into as a side hustle, right? Um, low risk educational, foundational, all of those things, right? Like you get to network with a lot of new people. You get to learn a lot about that industry and the ins and outs and how selling that particular thing is different than other things and the marketing and mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Cause Mary Kay's got that ironed out, right? They've got their business model and like it works. Um, I think if people could maybe substitute out some of their Netflix time for like something or like your leads group that you're the commissioner of. And like, you know, we hear numbers like five people in a group and going to 25 people in a group. And I think for people that haven't led groups probably don't really appreciate, appreciate that mm -hmm. as a person that has led groups and still leads groups. I lead a business group that I started in my church two years ago. Mosaic, we, right? Yeah. Yeah. We meet once a month and like, it's been outstanding. Um, but like it takes effort and like it's mm -hmm. not easy to grow and maintain a group and 
sometimes you're like, is this like a total waste of my time? Are we making the impact we want to make? Are we helping people the way we want to help them? You know, you have all these thoughts. Um, but it's, it's been incredibly impactful for me. And it's something that just came from taking action on a low risk educational foundational type thing. Mm -hmm. And the more of that kind of stuff that I do, you can, you, you can sit around worrying about, is it going to be a massive success? I don't see this thing going to a hundred thousand members. So why even start? Right. And it's like, I just encourage people to try and think about things differently because we live in a world where you hear 25 people in a group and it's easy to be like, oh, well, Mr. Beast has 180 million like YouTube subscribers or whatever. Like we just mm -hmm. live in that world where it's like, oh, well, I've got 15,000 subscribers on Instagram or followers on Instagram or whatever. Like It's totally quality versus quantity. Right. But yeah. when you are in a room with those, you know, 20, 25 people make it to a meeting and you're actually able to like collaborate with them and hear what's going on with them and get involved with them business wise or just relationally or whatever. Not everything has to have an immediate financial ROI. Right. You know, there's a, a friend of mine, Elva has a podcast called the simplicity project. I'll do a quick plug for her real quick. A big part of her thing is these like five pillars of your life. And now I've gone in this rabbit hole and I'm, I'm going to get them wrong, but it's like, it's spiritual, financial, uh, relational. Oh my gosh. I'm going to forget the other ones, but there's, it's, it's easy to just focus on one metric, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you deal with this in your marketing business and whatever. There's like one metric we're really going after. And it's like, you know, it's getting our acquisition costs for a new customer down, or mm -hmm. it's, you know, getting this many, we're just going for subscribers and views on this or whatever it is. And you, it's, you lose, you can't see the forest for the tree kind of thing. Um, you, you, with these groups, you're dealing with these metrics that sometimes are hard to quantify. It's like the, the relational aspect of it is hard to put like a, to quantify into a value, mm -hmm. you know, but, but it's like, you need to do it. I just encourage people to do something. Yeah. Take the action, do the thing. Yeah. Like I was saying, Mel Robbins, she's like, yeah, five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, Mel you know? Robbins. Yeah, I've, and I've read her book, one of them. She probably has multiple, but I've read one of them. I, I listen to a lot of her, the five like second her short. Is that uh -huh. what it is? Yeah. yeah, that's the one I read. Yeah, yeah, I listen to a lot of her shorts on YouTube. Um, and you know, it's like she, she said, We're not promised, you know, next week, so huh. don't worry about that, just worry about today and what you can do to be a better you mm. and you know help somebody that you can yeah and i don't know i i i was scared to death to jump into entrepreneurship and yeah like i'm not getting to you know save a couple thousand bucks every month you know like i was when i was at the tv station even at the yellow pages believe it that was a really good job yeah um Financially, but financially, but on these other pillars of your life. Exactly. Yeah. And so you get to a point and it's like, what do you do? You know? And so it has, it's been great. And, you know, like I said, our cast, like we, we didn't have the nonprofit last year. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was just one day. And then this year we started the nonprofit back in April 
And then, you know, the Arkansas Podcast Collaborative, obviously it's here to fund the annual festival that's in September. Yeah. But we're going to be doing workshops. You know, there's so many people, you say the word podcast and it's like, what? Oh, yeah, I listen to True Crime or I listen to that business podcast or I, I want to start a podcast, right? I'm, people are going to start listening. I'm going to look, I'm, I'm going through like, it's been, it's been good. Um, nice. You've had several people, like I said, that I either have met in passing. You know, or Zeke Tanner, I, uh-huh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and met him at the chamber. You yeah. see his, see his billboards all up there in Park Hill and uh-huh. he's, you know, all yeah. over in Park Hill. He owns that billboard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, I think he's renovating that house up there. Is oh, he he's doing always the got something going on. At the, right at the top of JFK. That probably. old historic house. Anyway. Yeah. I'd have to ask um, him probably. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it is very rewarding to be able to say, hey, you know, what can I do to help you? And if I can't be that person that can help you or give you that answer, to be able to know somebody and point you in a better direction. Right. Um, so, yeah. Well, and you're, you're young. Um, but to me, I'm on any like personality test or like strength finder test, um, strategic planning is or something like that is always my like number one thing i'm just it's a pro and a con i'm always just stuck three five ten years in the future i mean you can talk to my wife i'm like we've got between my kids nieces and nephews there's nine kids under five years old Wow. so like anytime we get together it looks like a preschool at my house it's just like wild it's crazy it's great but i'm always like okay, well in five years, it's going to be nine of them between 10 and five years old. And like, we're going to need this, this, and this at the house to be able to just like send them outside. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, and then five years after that, it's going to be between five and or 15 and 10 years old. And all the boys are going to smell awful and they just need to go like somewhere else. Right. Uh And like go outside. Um, um, so I'm, I'm still fairly young, but I'm always thinking a little bit about legacy And like, what if I just, I really fear being older and regretting not doing more. Mm -hmm. So I just, I try to like leave it all on the field as in in the sports analogy. And, um, I forget where I was going with that. Honestly, it's like just trying to live a life where I'm, you know how much money you have to make to be remembered for making money? Like a, like Alex Hermosi had this tweet where he was like the talking about the queen of England. She was okay. like, he was like, she amassed more wealth than 99.99% of people ever will. She was a female monarch for a billion years. Like all of these like accolades that are just amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. And she died six months ago and you probably haven't thought of her since. And it's like, it's kind of brutal, but it's like, yeah, it's like, you're not going to be remembered for making a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, we're just not, I'm not, you're not like almost anybody listening to this is not unless, you know, Elon or Jeff Bezos happen to be checking out our podcast. I mean, you know, they, they probably are. They might, you never know. I like to think that maybe they are, but so it's like, okay, if I'm not going to be remembered for amassing massive wealth, like, what am I going to be remembered for? Am I going to be remembered? Like maybe by my kids, whatever. It's like, I want to, my definition of success has just changed as I've gotten older. It's mm-hmm. like, I want to be, 
I would rather be evenly successful across these like separate pillars of my life than just have one that I hammer down on. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, definitely these chairs get me every Sorry. time. With they're it. No, like, you're cool. They're fidgety, I know right? it's like, like, you can push them back. You can hang out. I know. But yeah. now I'm away from the mic. So I should do that. <laughs> um, yeah, it, you mentioned it in another podcast. Um, and I can't remember the lady's name. She goes to church with you. She's in that group you Probably were talking Nikki. about. Yeah, Nikki. Uh-huh. She was, you were talking to her about, you know, hustle. Yeah, like we all know what that is, but like right. purpose. Right. You know, and like finding what your purpose is. Right. When I started when I started at Euler, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, I don't meet strangers. I love talking to people and helping people with their problems. Right. Maybe I'm going to get a psychology degree. Yeah. Let me take a class in that. Let me take a few intro to business classes. Right. And then Professor Edison, hey, you should really go into sales. Like, you should consider that. And I'm like, no, I'm not that not hard, closed, yeah. pushy kind of salesperson. That's not me. Right. But going through these last 12 years and getting to now, it's mm -hmm. like, look, you don't have to necessarily have, I mean, that's that's the idea. You know, that's the, God, what's the word? Anyway. That's what people think of automatically, you know, uh, whenever they think of a salesperson, like a right. car salesman, right? Yeah. But right. that's why I say, look, I'm a marketing consultant. I'm yeah. going to be here to educate you, like you were talking about, that educational foundation. I'm going to educate you, and then I'm going to tell you the recommendation, if it was me, why. And then right. if you're not at that point yet for a partnership for this, then look, let's stay in contact. I'm not going anywhere. And if you need anything along the way, maybe I can connect you with the, whoever it is. And mm -hmm. when you're ready to invest in this for your marketing, then let's talk. Right. Um, and I mean, that purpose, it's, it, took, it took me like having that six months off of work and just realizing like, look, I prayed hard about it. Like, what am I going to do? I wanted to do, you know, work with somebody and really see like their processes, but... I've done it, you know, so yeah. I know what the processes are um, and finding the clients, you know, so many people in, you know, those years of marketing at, at THV, especially they're like, oh yeah, I don't need to spend all that money for television. People know who I am. I, I don't need any more customers. No, and I'm like, yeah, nobody knows you. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you yeah. know, like depending on your stage of business, like I can understand, like if you're to the brim and you can't take on any new customers, just tell me that. Like, and then let's see, okay, maybe you can hire a couple people and you'll make X number, you know, of. Yeah. That's a pricing problem. Yeah. If you have, if you have more clients than you can service, increase your prices. Mm-hmm. Have fewer clients that pay you more. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody said if if they're not balking at the price, like if they're not saying, you know, hey, um, can we, you didn't price it high enough. Yeah. You know, and it's like put, I just had this conversation with my friend Eve the other day, put a value on your services. Yeah. That's value to that client because you don't want to just price something because you're trying to make a sale you have a value that you're bringing to that client. Right. So don't undercut yourself. People will see the value in you and what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, 
you're, it's not going to be a good fit for everybody every time, you know, the, the, and that's the values, okay. The value should be equal to the problem you solve. Yeah. And the problem, it's like, you know, solve rich people problems. You'll make more money. Yeah. You know, you solve poor people problems like they don't pay as well. You yeah. Know? Um, it's just how it is. Yeah. But it's like, you know, you hear somebody talk about having too many clients. Like, you think Walmart sits around and complains about having too many customers? You think Chick-fil-A complains about too many people in the drive-thru line? It's like, no, they just figure out a way to service those people even better. Yeah. It's it's like, they're, you know, I, I empathize with it because as a business owner, something's always wrong. Like, even yeah. when things are good, like things can be so good that it's a problem, right? Like having too many customers is one of those things where it's like, you get people that are like, oh yeah, like must be hard. It's like, it kind of is. It is a problem that needs to be addressed. But like, there's also a solution. You're mm -hmm. not the first person that's ever had too many customers. Yeah. You're not the first person that's ever had too few customers. But like, sitting and putting your head in the sand and being like, I can't do that. I've got too many customers. Doesn't help you six months from now. Mm -hmm. Like, you've got you've to quit working in your business and work on your business kind yeah. of thing. Um, and I'm just spewing a lot of like catchphrases right now. But it's like, they're... They're, they're simple topics that aren't necessarily easy. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just, you got to do the work and it's hard and everybody's trying to figure it out. But yeah. And it's like, it's like we were talking about, you know, me and Aaron, it, it's a long-term thing, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's not a, a short term, like, Hey, I'm going to reap the rewards immediately, you know, like with advertising, for example, or the podcast, like, yeah. Again, it takes that consistency. It takes that being present. It takes that planning. It mm -hmm. takes, there's so many things, but when you actually sit down, I keep hitting this. I didn't realize I talked with my Just hands as much. Um, smack it around. Dang, now what was I saying? The consistency. The consistency, yeah. I mean, you know, you do. And, and so it's just, okay, how does today transition into six months from now? What am I doing now that's going to impact that long term, right? Mm -hmm. Or six years, whatever. I mean, that's a big thing with advertising. It's like, look, you can't just put it on one month on the television and you're going to reap tons of rewards. Like it's a frequency thing, right? right? So the more they hear and see, the more likely when they get in that buyer's journey, that stage to actually make that purchase. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you've done what you need to do or you have the right marketing agency in place that knows what you need to do to attain that long-term success. Right. Because it's just, you know, so many people are just wanting to get a sale, but it's like, I want you to understand why we're doing this strategy like this. Right. And the benefits of investing in it now for the long-term gain because, yeah. yeah. Well, you have a product or a service that requires a lot of, work from the client, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's almost like, you know, like being a personal trainer, like you can pay a personal trainer, a ton of money, money every month, but you have to like show up and you have to like lift the weights and you have to eat right. When you go home, mm -hmm. it's like any, you can hire the best marketing agency in the world, but if you have, as a client don't do any of any work, uh, it's not going to work. Yeah. And having like an onboarding process. Yeah. Like that is a 
definite have to. And so many people are just like, okay, let me sign the contract. I'm good. Like that was a yellow pages experience. Right. It's not transactional. Right. I mean, yeah, it's just not. Well, it's where you have the, every stage of business has its own pros and cons being a, I don't necessarily want to say smaller advertising agency, but like, um, you know, y'all don't have like Coca-Cola as a client, right? Like there's no huge international like marketing agencies that are just massive, but you have an advantage on being able to cater to that client more and be more hands-on and involved. And there's a lot of pros to stuff like that. Or like in real estate, it's like, I'll tell people, I would highly recommend hiring a well-established, very knowledgeable agent. But with that being said, that agent may be really busy and Mm -hmm. not as able to hold a hand of like a first time home buyer. They're going to be a little less patient. They've been around the the block too many times to really have the patience to like hold your hand through that. Mm -hmm. If you need that, go get a new hungry agent that may not have all the experience, but they're going to service you the best they can because like they are hungry for the opportunity. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you can make that choice as the client and kind of the same with you guys. Yeah. And I'm, I'll, you know, I'll speak for myself. I don't necessarily want a Coca-Cola, you know, like, and I'm going to tell you, we do, I, I would say, not exclusively, but our niche is nonprofits. Yeah. And again, to go back to the networking thing, I was actually, it was yesterday, Skinny Jays and Conway. Um, Great chips at yeah. Skinny Jays. Great wonton chips. Wonton chips. Yeah. Um, Ty and I went up to UCA. We presented um, to a class that's an intro to podcasting class. Um, cool. Really that's a cool. college course? Wow. They just cool. started it at UCA. Cool. Yeah. Um, so after that was over, went over to Skinny J's, met my friend Vernice. We sat there and chat a little bit, catch up, and then get ready to leave. She sees a group of ladies, walks over, introduces me, and this lady with the United Way of Central Arkansas is sitting yeah. there, and she goes, what do you do? And I told her websites, and she's like, really? I've been telling my director that I need to reach out, and we need to talk to people, you know, outside of Conway. And that to me is so crazy too. I don't know if you've experienced it, but Conway, yeah. it's hard breaking into Conway. Like I people, have, I haven't even tried. Okay, to be honest. Twelve years of experience. Let me just tell you. Wow. If you want to do business with anybody in Conway, you need to have a brick and mortar in Conway. Close knit community. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so when that lady said that, I was like, that is great. Like, please give her my contact info. Yeah. Awesome. I'm like, and by the way, I just live in North Little Rock, so I'm really. <laughs> Not yeah. that far. I'm but kind of Conway. I'm, yeah, I'm, pr- I'm Conway adjacent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's close enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, so being able to to make a living and serve these different nonprofits, yeah. and be part of a nonprofit that's there to serve other people and tell these amazing stories, like that's success for me. Yeah, right. It's not making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And if that comes in a couple years, yeah, I mean, at least six figures, that'd be cool. I don't need seven. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I mean, you have to have money, right? Like yeah. it's, 
you don't want to completely neglect the financial pillar because right. it's important. And a lot, a lot of times, like a lot of the things I want to do that involve helping people, they take a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of part of it. Yeah. So it's like you need, you need success across all the pillars or however you define the success. But, but do well with the things that you're blessed with in your lifetime mm-hmm. and use that to bless other people. And you know, it's going to come back. Yeah. Oh yeah. It always, yeah. It, uh, it's amazing. It, it never comes back the way you expect it, but it does, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Our cast NWA. We went into it, didn't, I told you about, so we had the catering thing that fell through and we, yep. we bounced back. It was great. Thank God my boyfriend knows how to smoke brisket. We were able to still serve that brisket dinner yep. to our VIPs and that worked out. And then Northwest, we were sitting there in our, we were just going to do, you know, like some meat and cheese and veggies, like for our VIP at Meteor. And we had a guy send us a message, nonprofit, second helping NWA hey, replies to one of our social media posts, you guys have a caterer? Who's your caterer? And I was like, that's God. Yeah. I was like, I don't have to worry about that part. Yeah. He's going to come in. Like, it was fantastic. That's awesome. And so, again, you know, everything works out in its own way. And, um, yeah, it was a great time. Well, and it helps when you're doing the work, too. You know? Yeah. I've mentioned it on here before. It's like that Chris Rock thing. It's like people are much more willing to help when you're, you're, you know, your car breaks down the side of the road and you're pushing the car, people stop and help you push the car. Yeah. Uh, but when you're sitting there with your thumb out, like it's hard to get anybody to stop. It's, uh, I've also mentioned Bishop TD Jakes talking about, uh, you know, you can sit around praying for a table, uh, but like God's not in the business of making tables. He makes trees, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you look around, you're surrounded by trees and all the tools you need to build a table um, you might be surprised what happens when you start cutting down a tree and start making it into table pieces and putting it together as a table. Like it's a lot of times you have all the things that you need, uh, but it requires some action on your part. Yeah. So a little bit of effort. Yeah. Extraordinary, uh, time management skills. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think that just, uh, yeah. A lot of what we talked about, that's what it all boils down to really. Yeah. And that's hard, especially going from structured, like corporate to Mm -hmm. six months of like a sabbatical, figuring out what you want to do with the next chapter of your life Mm -hmm. to entrepreneurship. And like, hey, you still got to get up every morning. You still got to put your face on, get yourself together. And then, I mean, obviously you don't have to put your face on. It just looks like this all the time. (laughs) I literally woke up like this. You woke up like a song playing yeah. in my head. Yeah, you're um, welcome. But Take yeah, that with you. thank you. I will. Um, yeah, it's navigating the unknown when you leave. Uh, when you leave a corporate job, or or you know, if it's a good one, there's plenty of structure there. You've got your you know your KPIs, your key performance indicators. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got a target that needs to be hit. You've got management kind of guiding you through that, saying, "Hey, you're on target. You're doing a great job." Hey you're suffering here, pick it up in this spot, whatever. Um, and then as soon as you're in business for yourself, it's like, okay, like what do I need to do today? You know, I've got 40 things on my to-do list. I can get to 12 of them. Mm-hmm. 
what are the most important things? They all look pretty important. And you're trying to triage all these tasks. It's just like, it's tough. It's, uh, it's navigating the unknown and just doing the best you can. Mm -hmm. Just keep doing it. Right. Like if, uh, if you've got four tasks that need to be done, they're the high priority tasks. The person that gets through those quicker, that action compounds, right? Like if there's four decisions to be made, person A makes one decision a day, they get all those decisions made in less than a week, right? Person B makes one decision a week, it takes them a month to make those four decisions. It's like over time, that compounding of efficiency makes all the difference. Five, four, three, two, one. There you go. Yeah, Mel Robbins, shout out. Well, this has been awesome. Shout out to the Arkansas Podcast Collaborative. Love what y'all are doing, the events y'all are putting on. I think it's great. Um, American Business Engine, uh, the marketing agency. That is super exciting. Glad that you have, you've got that going on. You're able to do your marketing thing with that interpersonal relationship touch because I think it's a big part of that business. Yeah. Um, And I mean, yeah, too much to list all the stuff you've got going on with the uh, the leads group and Mary know, Kay right? and yeah, a lot you of know. stuff. It is, but yeah. it's okay. Cause yep. again, it's all rewarding. Right. Exactly. And daily work on that time management skills. There you go. And looking forward, you're going to start a podcast in December. Yes. You said January, but you're going to do December. Yeah. Just jump in. That's what everybody's been Just saying. Just do it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Just do I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to put you on my list. You're going to hate I'm gonna your, have to. I'm going to have to have you as a host. You're going to hate guest. your first, like, however many episodes. I can tell you from personal experience. You know, but like you said, just do it. Just do it. I'm not even going to edit anything out. Just do I'm it. I'm going to take it out. Yeah, just, just do it. Thanks so much for having me on here. Oh, thank Glad you Glad that for we coming. connected at Guillermo's. Yeah, shout out to Guillermo's as well. Yeah, thank you so much and... Thank you all for listening. If you're listening on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast, check us out on YouTube at Hustle on Purpose. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can also check us out wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, uh, all of those places. I found us on Pandora. I was like, it was awesome. I was nice. like, and Aaron was like, yeah, it's like anywhere you get podcasts. I was like, I know, but like I, I didn't realize I could do that. Like I, I searched it because I saw a <laughs> podcast tab on my Pandora and searched it and it's like, there's my face. I was like, I was like, babe, I'm, we're on Pandora. I'm like, that's cool. I love it that you're referring to Pandora because I, I, it's I been, it's, it's been such how, a minute, but you know, know what? Everybody does things differently. I know. I've just been, yeah. I'm such a creature of habit. I just like, I've had my Pandora login since mm-hmm. like 06. Yeah. And so it's got like all of my stations that I've like thumbs up and thumbs uh-huh. down music and they're very curated to me. And so I'm just stuck, love just it. stuck there. <laughs> I look forward to doing this again with you, but you on my podcast. Okay. I don't, I've never been a guest on anybody else's podcast. I guess I better start in October then. Start fast. Just go ahead yeah. and get, get it done. <laughs> yeah. Thanks yeah, again. Like I said, thank you all for listening and uh, see you on the next one. And don't forget to hustle on purpose.